Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like buck fast And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast, yeah Okie dokie, okie dokie, lemon smoky It's, uh, it is still Monday night and I'm uploading the second podcast of the night I just stuck the John Connell interview up. He's a writer, author, wrote a book called The Cow Book, and his new book is called The Running Book, which is about running and history. And can you hear my son son Finn whistling downstairs? I should really close the door, but... You know, I think I like you to... I like to let a bit of the household into this room. I think it adds to the (laughs) effect... I'm just too lazy to get up and open the door and my daughter made me a cup of tea so thank you Anna maybe someday you'll listen to this um, anyway yeah John Connell author yeah he's, he's quite the he's got quite the story um, he's a mental health advocate as well and he he, he likes to talk about uh, his own struggles with mental health and uh, the work that he does for himself to make sure he keeps he stays on the straight and narrow, including running. And um the book, the running book, is forty two chapters long. So that's forty two kilometers in a marathon. And uh nice pacey book. Short chapters if you're into that. And not necessarily a book about running, if you know what I mean, even though it is. It's um it's a book about life. It's not necessarily a book about history either, but it has got a lot of history and has got a lot of running. But it's a book about life and um, it would be the perfect gift for the man in your life that might be into running and is trying to get into reading or buy for yourself or the lady in your life. I don't know why I said man. It would be great for anybody. Man, woman, child, horse. If you've got a horse that's into running and horses are generally into running. You know, we could learn a lot from the horses. They keep their heads straight by running around fields for the crack um, so that was John that's up and uh, yeah the, and this now uh, is episode 33 can you believe it episode 33 and 
As always, I put up two podcasts every Monday night, one interview and then a chat with my friend Mike. So I don't need to make this intro too long. What do I need to say about this? Well, we covered quite a lot of topics. We started off with the Late Late Toy Show. I had a little bit of a bitch about RT, which I kind of now feel bad about, and I was going to edit it out, but then I just thought, no, that's against the rules of the podcast. Um, So I kind of said it in the moment. I hope it didn't offend anybody. But uh, it was just an observation, and maybe it's a bit bitchy. Now that I listen back to it, so apologies. But it was just what I was thinking at the time. Um, And I am not perfect uh, by any means, so... You know, it's a bit rich for me to be given out about people trying to do their job. But anyway, it's there. Um, make of it what you will. And as I said, the whole thing about this podcast is just to say the things that you want to say and try and be honest. And, you know, I suppose I've been a bit bitchy. And I don't like that part of myself. And I'm working on it, but it's there. So it's a warts and all. Uh, chat and we spoke about uh, Christmas and Mike doesn't really like Christmas we sp- he mentioned um, It's a Wonderful Life the Christmas movie so it was a great opportunity for me to do my my um, Jimmy Stewart impression which is really annoying as you'll hear um, yeah we covered a lot more than just lots lots of topics a lot more than I can think of right now so uh, it's enough to say Enjoy episode 33 of the Keith Watch podcast. Me chatting to my friend Mike. Enjoy. Start video. Start video. Hey, guy. Hey. You look like you've just robbed a bank or something. I just robbed an orange hat bank. Yeah. What's the significance of the orange hat? Uh, it's, you know, you know, they wear orange hats like this because uh, when you go hunting, um, so the other, the other hunters see you in the orange, so they they know you're not a deer and they don't accidentally shoot you. You see, the they used to wear camouflage, and lots of, I'm talking about American, you know, lads who go out and kill deer, um, in the Midwest somewhere. Uh, they were shooting each, shooting each other, so then they decided we should probably wear orange, so that it's unlikely that a deer is going to rock up wearing an orange hat. So uh, that's why I wear, that's why I wear orange. I wear orange because I go out walking on the Curra, and the road between my house and the Curra is quite uh, it's uh, it's not dangerous, but it's uh, busy, and there's no real pathway, so I just have to wear something bright. And I'm just in for my walk, and Mike, I don't like to. Uh, when I come in from a walk, I don't like to get changed. It takes me about two hours to, you know, get let the temperature of the house catch up with me to like decompress from the walk. So I'll just wander around the house with my hat and my snood and my coat on for about two hours afterwards. So there, that's the story. Good question, though. Why? why no, no, <laughs> you haven't really <laughs> explained anything. Why? <laughs> So this, you've left more questions now than you have answered. Okay, so you weren't hunting, but you were you were wearing it as a high visibility thing, where you could just get a little uh, high vis gilet or something, or a high vis jacket. They don't look cool. Which Mike. would make they you. Don't, they don't um, look cool. 
I wear um, an old, um, my brother used to work for some crowd of builders and he left a high-vis jacket behind him once and I wear that out walking the dog. Yeah, they don't and look I'd cool. Rather, you know, they don't look cool. I, I don't care. I'd rather be alive than sort of cool. Yeah, but imagine if I got knocked down and then and then they're like, oh, he looked cool though. He looked cool. He he left a good looking body. Yeah, it's like in the seventies, you know, if you get knocked down, you'll have to check, you have to have clean underpants on just in case you get knocked down by a bus. That was the, no. the the reason your mother said to wear clean underwear in case you got knocked down. Yeah. Well, she didn't know that everybody. As soon as you die, you shit yourself. <laughs> And if you weren't, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, like that's the least of your worries. As if the in the the emergency room, the first thing you do is let's check his underwear to see. So you got huge skids. (laughs) Well, obviously, there's the obvious fresh, fresh shit, Um, and yeah, it seems like they were clean up until that point. They were very clean. Looks like you put them on today. Good. Thank you, doctor. You, you could, there's a doctor who just inspects the jocks. There's one who does blood supply and oxygen levels. <laughs> Quick. And the other has a shitometer. Quick. Check the pants. Stat. Yeah, looks like a fresh shit, doctor. Okay, thank you, doctor. And he goes off then to do other. He just goes between the emergency yeah. room, checking the shit. What um, does he have to do, like, special casts and stuff? And, and you know, sort of... This one was post whatever, or this 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 looks like follow through from from yesterday. <laughs> looks like there's a bit of there's a bit of stainage from the night before. I think it's separate separate to the fresh poo, so we can. He wasn't wearing clean underpants. Let's not take as good care of him as we would have if he was wearing clean underpants, because his mother would be very upset. Actually, let's not tell the mother. Let's not tell the mother he's dead. You know those people who just go missing and you never know what happened to them. Yeah, that's what the, happened. The picture is usually on the sort of milk bottle. Yeah, they they got knocked down, but they were so embarrassed for the mother that they weren't wearing clean underpants that they they hid the body and never said anything to anybody. <laughs> it's, it's probably a special graveyard for people like that. Oh God, where's this going? The other thing my mother it's... used to say to me was, um, uh, "I was a great lad for for doing my hair before I went to school. You know, with a bit of a bit of water, a bit of gel, or whatever was going." Um, but she used to have to remind me. <laughs> So you need to comb the back of your hair as well. <laughs> think about, and for, yeah. years, for years I'd go into school or if, I, if I'm ever on a bus, I think of my mother because she would say, what about the people sitting behind you on the school bus? They, the people in front, sitting in front and looking around will think, oh, there's a neat boy there with his lovely hair. But the people behind you will think, I don't know what, there's a scruffy bastard with this hair on well, it's funny it's funny because i do look at the back of people's heads a lot actually and uh, i think to myself you know they've got that just out of the shower look because they water through their hair and stuff and they're just wow they're just out of the shower and they're just rushed into work and whatever and then you look at it and they've got bedhead at the yeah. back you know and they've got that sort of compressed you know sort of drool covered sort of matting up yeah. around the crown and you just think they haven't had a shower this morning. They've just put a handful of water through the front of their hair. Yeah, and thought, in fact, yeah, didn't didn't think it through. Didn't know that Mike, the backhead detective, was on the prowl, and he would spot. He's got his yeah. little notebook, and he's gone bedhead, bedhead. Yeah, looks okay from the front, but once he turns around, gotcha. Hygiene issues. Hygiene problems. Well, mm. Yeah. Would you be a shower before work every morning, kind of man, Mike? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Do in fact, I'm out, I'm out of sorts today and I haven't had a shower yet, which I think those two things are linked. Tell me about, tell me how you feel, Mike. Do you want to lie down? Are you okay? Do you want to take a seat in the <clears throat> Dr. Keith, know, I, Dr. Keith I, surgery? I have been dreading talking to you about this because it is a bad day. And I resent the fact that you're not going to tell me that there's no such thing as a bad day. It's just the bad things are happening and it happens to be on this particular day but it's not the day it's blah 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 no it is it's a bad fucking day i woke up this morning and uh i trawled through my twitter and everybody was being really nice about the toy show last night did you watch the toy show last night i did yes i sure did yeah. i watched it from start yeah. to finish go on yeah well I, put you I, in a, put you in a bad mood mike looking at all those people praising a great show on rg put you in a bad mood it really fucking did. I mean, immensely bad. I'm not a Christmassy person at the best of times. I'm not a late, late, late show person at the best of times. And I'm specifically not a toy show person ever. Mm. Um, it, it, and, and, and it's because of the 80s. I blame the 1980s because, you know, it was wetter in the 80s, I'm sure. It was more miserable. And today... Um, it's supposed to be dry and bright and cold. I don't know where you get your weather sort of stuff from. I get my, my weather from Met Aaron, who are usually mm. relatively good. And, um, you know, it, it, you open the app and it takes hours to load and it tells you exactly where you are. And it goes to all the trouble of telling you your townland you're living in and all this sort of detail and where you are on the globe, all the eastings and the northings. And then it gives you the wrong fucking forecast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I woke up this morning, I think it's going to be a nice dry day. I'll go out and do a bit, bits and pieces outside. It was pissing down and it's been drizzling and shitty all day. And it sort of, you know, I opened the window, had a look out, thought, oh, fuck this. And I'll go back to bed for five minutes and look at Twitter. And then it was all about the late, late toy show. And it just brought me right back to that sort of those 80s days when it was more miserable. I'm sure it was. Houses were colder and, you know, there was just this general dankness at this time of year. And you'd sit in and you would watch, everybody would watch the toy show. There was nothing else to watch anyway, but everybody back in those days, Gay Byrne would come on with his jumper and he would be, how are you doing there? People from Billy Barry School would be out sort of singing songs with American accents and all that sort of stuff. And it was just, it was dreadful. But they'd be talking about the, the sort of the toys that people would get this year and whatever. And I knew it wasn't that we were poor, but we didn't have any money. And I, I just knew that this was all aspirational. I wouldn't see any of that shit that's on there. And I really begrudged the young people that used to come on. You know, they'd have this like, here's 11-year-old Daniel from Leitrim. Mm. And 11 year old Daniel from Leitrim would come on and sort of say, Well, this is good and that's good. And what a, and Gabriel would say, Do you know what? Take them all home with you. And everybody would go, Woo! And I'd be sitting there thinking, Fucker. Fucking <laughs> prick. <laughs> 11 year old fucking Daniel. I'll never get to see that sort of stuff. I'll get some pair of fucking shoes. <laughs> and a tenor. Pair of shoes and a tenor. Fucking nice one. Yeah, you never saw that on the toy show, did you? Like, just a pair of shoes, like, you know, Big Abel coming up and going, what do you think of these shoes now? And, <laughs> like, a, a kid a kid testing out a tenor. So what did you get for your tenor? 
exactly, what exactly could you buy in the sweet shop for a tenner? I wouldn't so, have got a tenner. I would have got sort of 50 pence, I suppose, back in those days. Are you still haunted by... You see, I think you're saying the Late Late Show, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater here, Mike, because maybe you were miserable. Maybe the weather was bad. Maybe you were just... It represented all the things that you didn't have, which now as an adult, you know you don't need. So that's redundant. Like oh, as no, a- no, 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 no. See that statement there? Now as an adult, I don't need? Yeah. I do need them. I would still have those toys. Really. You buy them. Yeah, but I, I don't want to buy, I, you know, I, you can't get them anymore. Those what? evil Knievel games and all those you things. You get an evil Knievel. You go online and buy yourself an evil Knievel. That's not the issue. The issue is that now as an adult, you could if you wanted to. And, you know, your wife would probably tell you you're not allowed, but you could... You know, you could disobey her and go ahead and buy yourself and track down an evil Knievel bike with the windy up thing and the ramp and all that kind of stuff and have that for yourself tomorrow if you wanted. So why are you still upset with the Little Toy Show? That, you're, you know, that this is what we need to ask ourselves. It's funny you've dredged up, or we've dredged up the evil Knievel thing and the windy thing. In yeah. fact, I did get evil Knievel. I wanted it on, let's say, 1979. And... They got round to getting it for me in 1981. I was too old for it. Yeah. And um, we had some family come round who, funnily enough, the, the, the eldest child, their eldest child, son was the same age as me, I'm the youngest. And this family came round with these four boys who destruct, destroyed our house in a matter of minutes. And um, I went on to become very, very, very good friends with the, uh, with Pardy. Um, of the Sheehan clan in Limerick. And um, I remember looking behind the couch, it must have been over the Christmas period, having got the um, evil Knievel, which I wasn't particularly interested in at this stage, looked behind the couch and one of his brothers was sitting on the evil Knievel bike. The, the wheels had buckled and the mechanism for the, the windy up thing was kind of crunching under his ass as the other fellow was kind of going, and it never worked again. Fuckers, they took it away, took it away from me. Yeah, the thing you didn't want. You see, this yeah. is all this is all wrapped up in your feelings today. You know that if you can unpick, if you can, you know, figure out what why you're why you're hating on the late late toy show, and then they put you in a bad mood because everybody's saying how wonderful it was. And yeah, and you know, last night before I went to bed, actually, um, it hit me that somebody was on there um, on 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 Twitter, the mm. only social media I do. Somebody was on Twitter saying um, how great the toy show was and how it saved 2020 and everything and i was thinking yeah great you know if you're into that sort of thing good for you um and i know there's lots of young kids around who love it parents who love it people get dressed up for it and everything and i don't i don't sort of say that's bad but um then they were saying you know if you think it's funny being disrespectful about it go somewhere else and whatever and people were almost kind of saying you cannot be negative about Mm. this program yeah and that's that's a big thing in my life I mean, we touched on it last week about um, Peaky Blinders. Can I, is it okay not to like Peaky Blinders? Is it okay not to like Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, The Late Late Toy Show? You know what I mean? Um, I think the Bob Dylan, Leonard Cohen, Neil Young thing surprised me because you also sound like a miserable wanker. So I would have thought... I'm joking. I'm joking. 
Think that I'd be right. Yeah, you, I would have thought you'd be yeah. fucking right up here. You'd be in there, just you know, <laughs> nursing a whiskey, listening to Bob Dylan with the toy show on next in the room next door, and you're just shouting out, "Shit, turn that fucking thing off!" <laughs> hey, fuck you, Tuberty. <laughs> turn that fucking thing. To Brady. Fucking evil, killing evil bastard. <laughs> They took it from me, you she-heads. Oh. I'll come for you, oh she-heads. Um, so, yeah, no, it's okay to not like it. This, like, I don't like that kind of, um, like, I said something that wasn't negative on Twitter. I said something like, oh, Ryan said the F word, you know, and I put up a picture of the girl and mm. I wrote something like, oh, did you just curse? And she was like, this girl was straight on me going, I keep the negativity. Like, I wasn't being negative. I was just trying to be funny. Um keep the negativity to yourself. This is about kids and this is great and it's brilliant. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> just, I was, I was trying oh. to get off, get off Twitter at that point, but there is, it's, uh, you can't be negative. Okay. The first thing we should say about Twitter is there's only about less than 30% of the country on Twitter. Mm. So it's not necessarily a fair representation of the country. And I'd say there's probably a fair amount of people who would have watched the toy show last night and thought for whatever reason, because they didn't get an evil Knievel when they were the right age in the 80s. They just didn't like it and they don't like Ryan or whatever. Uh, but everybody on Twitter, you see, the thing about Twitter sometimes is if the right person says this is brilliant, then everybody is free to say it's brilliant. And then everyone says it's brilliant. And then everyone goes way over the top and saying how brilliant it is. Mm. It was a really good show. The thing I like about the toy show now is they don't really concentrate on the toys. They do a lot of stuff like books, which is really like cool and all that. Kids hate books, but they concentrate on the kids and they're, you know, they, they'll select children who have had a particularly tough year or children who have uh, who are just getting on with their lives, despite whatever difficulty they might have. Um, and also kids who have achieved something or talented kids, you know, so they they just focus on the kids. It's not not really about the toys. So I think that's good because obviously there's a lot of kids watching. Uh, I mean, it's different now because it seems, well, maybe it's not different. But, yeah, there's a lot of kids watching that might not be able to afford the toys. So I thought it was a good show. Um, You could definitely pick holes in it if you wanted to. Uh, I think the thing, I, I'm going to join you in a bit of giving out here from an RTE perspective. And this is just me being getting uh, getting sort of getting personal for a minute. That's okay. What I don't like, and this is an issue for me, is because, and, and, and this is a certain awareness that I bring to the whole debate because I know certain people who work in RTE and I know, kind of know what it's like, the workings of it. What I don't like is when something is so successful that the people who are in charge of the marketing and the PR and the promotion of RTE and, and its shows are like all over it like a rash. Mm. like oh my god this is we, we the biggest numbers ever this is fucking amazing wow what a great show Bad, yeah everyone's loving this we're, we're great we're fantastic right Woo! great it's really good to be happy with your successes and i think you should be you know the problem for me is that very often i found and this is probably more reflection on on, on my success within rt and things i got involved in if you create like i'm i my thing is if you work in PR or marketing, whatever, you should be spending most of your energy uh, bigging up the smaller shows that aren't doing that well and promoting them, not spending your energy saying afterwards and not beforehand, because obviously after you did a good show, everyone was 
was like, yeah, we did great. We're great. We, we, we raised lots of yeah. money for charity and all that kind of stuff. After, after the event, that's when, that's when the RTPR really kicks in. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like they just, when something's really successful, then they go fucking, yeah, that was great. And you're going, well, what about the, yeah, what about of, X, what about Y? Yeah. They, they really distance themselves from shows that are, that are struggling or, you know, that need the support or, you know, they, they just, it seems to be, and I could be wrong. It seems to be like, okay, let's get on this. Cause it's, it's, it's doing quite well. Some people in there, and that would be my personal little, uh, little bitch, but, um, but no, you're allowed to say you don't like the toy show, Mike. I mean, you know, I'd be a miserable Grinch. Do you know what I mean? I don't like Christmas. What? Do you like Christmas? Well, yeah, I don't not like, like I don't really think oh. about it that much. And that like, yeah, I, I, I enjoy stuff. <laughs> like You do. You don't like Christmas. You're, you see now, you, you, I, I think we found a little wound we're going to pick. I think deep down you don't like Christmas. Um. I don't like certain, I never really enjoyed certain aspects of Christmas, which I've managed to sort of get rid of in my life. So I enjoy what Christmas is now. Um, and what, what Christmas is, is actually I was talking to, I was talking to my therapist, Luke, yesterday, and we were saying that it's like, it's moments. Christmas is like moments where, you know, when you first see the Guinness ad or when you first hear fairy tale New York or when like the first thing in the morning on Christmas morning, when the kids open their santa claus presents or whatever you yes. know it's those moments it's the dinner it's whatever my christmases have been very boozy kind of up until now and, and i have a lot of mem like a lot of like a lot of it is kind of like feeling a bit groggy so i'm kind of hoping this year it'll be like it'll be a little bit different yeah, you'll be sober to witness the misery firsthand oh man why do you hate christmas is it because of the christmases of ireland in the 80s uh, no, ironically, it's actually um, it's it's striving to get back to the Christmases of Ireland in the eighties. I had a very happy childhood. We had great Christmases. Doesn't um, sound like it. Sounds like it was, well, you know, yeah, sitting know, there yeah. watching the toy show, miserable. Your parents got you the evil Knievel bike too late, and your cousins broke yeah. it. So, w which was the happy childhood part? The happy childhood with the rest of it, I suppose. As long as you didn't have any expectations, everything was fine. Okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, I, w when we all moved over to London, lots of us did in the 80s and America and whatever, the big thing was in January trying to get a fucking Aer Lingus ticket back to Ireland for the next December. Yeah. And then trying, and then spending the rest of the year trying to get the days off around Christmas so that you could come home for the Christmas and go hog wild and yeah go boozing all the time and it was just an alcohol fueled couple of weeks or week and then you'd spend january in misery um because you had no money and you probably had a head cold and all sorts of things because you know we always underheated our homes in the 80s until it was christmas day and people would buy i'd buy an extra bag of coal for the christmas my mother used to buy anthracite you know, that really high-grade coal. And we would literally be in molten by the fire. Yeah. And having been cold <laughs> and used to being cold all the other times, then we'd be like, oh, and we'd all get sore throats and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, a good Christmas point. Is yeah, Christmas is one of those times. I don't really like it. I don't, I don't like buying things for people. What about your, what about your, your missus and... Um... 
and your young, your young, not so young son. How are they? How are they on Christmas? Yeah, they, they like it. They like the whole social aspect to it and whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really relieved. I don't know whether it's okay to say that this is going to be my mantra today. Is it okay, okay yeah. not to uh, dot, dot, dot? So is it okay that COVID-19 means that I can say no to going to people's houses and no to dropping in on people and no specifically to having people drop in on me and have to have a volley of, um, I always find myself buying selection boxes. People turn up and they got kids in the back seat, fucking hell, throwing out selection boxes like it's gone out of fashion. <laughs> That's, that makes me sound really tight and begrudging. I'm not. It's just having to do that and having to get your ducks in a row for a time of year that is, is very stressful for a lot of people. And a lot of people haven't got money to deal with this sort of stuff. I suppose I'm kind of lucky. Yeah, because you're saying like, you're saying it's it can be stressful time for a lot of people. A lot of people don't have the money, but you're but let's focus on Mike. Yeah. What? What? You need you need a Bill Murray style Scrooge ghost of Christmas past, future, and present visitation. I think. Maybe, but I don't get the whole spirit of Christmas thing. I'm not. I'm not Christian. You know. I'm not. Um... Uh, and, and I feel hypocritical. You know, I don't I don't um, celebrate Diwali. I don't celebrate Yom Kippur. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, celebrate a lot of religious festivals because I'm not religious. And I, I, I just can't see that why we spend so much time, you know, moaning about the church 364 days a year and then going all Christmas-tastic. And I know, you know, you can argue that it's not about Christmas and it's not about Jesus and it's not about whatever but what else is it about really it's about family it's about uh thinking of other people it's about okay Mike you need to you need to start thinking about other people and what you can do for them and not about yourself and that will turn your Christmas around yeah. <laughs> all you're thinking about is am I enjoying this yeah fucking right am I enjoying <laughs> this that's yeah. not what it's about Mike it's about you will get more out of Christmas if you start thinking, are they enjoying this? Well, yeah, I do go out of my way to buy extravagant gifts. That's the other thing. I'm exceptionally generous at Christmas most of the time. And uh, I, I always have like loads of booze and stuff for people and chocolates and things. And I buy I buy stupid presents for people. And I, I, you know, I throw money at the situation. So I think everybody around me might enjoy it, but I don't really give a shit. I don't want anything for Christmas. I think you love Christmas <laughs> and Christmas isn't loving you back and you're pissed off with Christmas. Maybe, yeah. You feel like Christmas doesn't love you as much as you love it and you're, you're, <laughs> you're sulking. And I don't like that, bit, that film that everybody likes either. Wonderful Life. Yeah. No way. I don't, I don't fucking get it. It's just like, no, it's What do you want, life. Mary? What do you want, Mary? You want the moon? You want me to lasso the moon, Mary? You want me to lasso the moon? Is that what you want, Mary? You want me to lasso the moon? Best movie ever. <laughs> Every time someone says they don't like that movie, an angel dies. Oh, well. You want me to lasso the moon, <laughs> In the words of Abba, I don't believe in angels. You know, that's 40 years old. Super true, but the al- album, 44 zero years old this week. Wow, that's, un- that's insane, isn't it? That is. Years. 
And that does that make no. you feel old? Do you remember that coming out? Are you? God, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got a um, we went from having a radiogram. Do you remember radiograms? Um, I remember. No, well, I presume it's no. I don't know what a radiogram is. A radiogram was like a, a sideboard, like a cupboard, like something you would have in your dining room where you would put drinks on top of. Yeah. Right. But this had a, a lid, a wooden lid, mahogany lid. Uh, um, and it would stand up about two foot high on four legs. There would be a speaker either side enclosed in the box and you would lift it up and there would be a turntable in the middle yeah. and a radio attached to it. And so it was a radiogram. Okay, yes. I, ha- I actually bought one of these uh, for 20, Euro- 20 pounds when I lived in London in wow. a secondhand shop. Uh, I, it, there happened to be a secondhand shop right beside where I lived. And I walked, I saw it in the window and it was all wood and wooden speakers, you know, which are the best speakers, yeah. the original yeah. speakers. Yeah. Uh, brought it in 20 quid and then went down to Camden where you could buy like reprints of, of, of uh, new prints of old records. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like brilliant people like, Le- like Leonard Cohn and Neil Young, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh and, and that was my music for the summer was listening to an old, this, the, the records on that old radiogram. We didn't know that was yeah. what it was called. Big old radiograms. Yeah, they were lovely. And we, that year for Super Trooper, 1980, uh, 79, 80, um, or was it 80, 81? Anyway, <clears throat> we got, my dad bought the album Super Trooper. My dad used to buy the most inappropriate gifts for my mother. Um, not a sort of, Boots and sort of they were just a little bit kind of risque. <laughs> anyway, that's not the end of there. They're not listening. Um, but then, he, then he turned up with this album in a poem and he gave it to my mother. And my mother said, "Well, we need a new stereo to go with that." And then he, he brought out this hi-fi system, a oh. Sony hi-fi system. But did he had yeah. he bought had, had he bought that already? Like that was yeah. the next, that was the next thing. Yeah, it was kind of like family gift. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'll never forget it. And was have it somewhere? Was that the re- that was so that was the first record you played on the new hi-fi system? Yeah, we would have had records and stuff before then. Obviously, that we would have played on other sort of radiograms and other cheaper yeah. uh, sort of plastic uh, discs and stuff like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had um, my, my brothers were all big U two fans. We had the uh, we have some really um, odd versions of U two singles and stuff like that. The Probably original. Or, original stuff like Boy and uh, War and uh, what was the one? Um... No, we had the original U2 foreplay. Okay. Which which was, um, you hung it on the wall and it's um, you fit four singles into it. So there's a, if you can imagine, it's like a plastic bag, like a very thick plastic bag. Yeah. With a hanger on the top. Right. And it had four sockets that you would put the um, seven inch singles in. And they were all yellow. Um, and it was the first four singles. So there were picture discs. There was a picture disc, um, which had, I think, Bono's head, but it was yellow. And all the other discs were just yellow. And then we had um, a copy of Sunday, Bloody Sunday, the 12-inch, with all the the lad's signatures on it. And wow. God knows, I think my father's thrown all out. Oh, my God. Go on. Yeah. Don't don't let them throw them out. You think oh, they're gone? They're gone. Yeah? Oh God! Wow, that's that signed Sunday Bloody Sunday would be. It's etched into the actual record. 
Wow. Yeah, with some sort of scrapey thing, obviously. <laughs> I need more. T- I mean, I need a better description of the scrappy thing. Yeah, can I be a little bit specific? Uh, anyway, so what, what's the score with you then not undressing when you come home? I just don't. Um, so listen, I was, uh, I just don't, I, I, I like to wait, I like to climatize, I like to get in, I like my body to catch up with the heat. And I don't necessarily, we're not big on turning the heating on. 24 7 in our house we like to be we like to keep our immune system on high alert you know so we don't have a very hot house and i would prefer is that, to co- is that your excuse for being tight no my my missus and i don't think she's tight well <laughs> oh god that sounds terrible um suzanne is uh she's the same like we we will it could be december and we'll have the window of the bedroom open um because we like to <laughs> We like it to be cold in the room, but hot oh, under yeah. the duvet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I we like to sleep in the in the fresh cold air. Do you know what I mean? Uh, just in case things get a bit too hot. Oh yeah. Uh, so no, I just like so if I come in from a walk, obviously I'm warm from the walk. I don't need to turn the heating on, so I'll just wander around the house uh, for a little while with the coat on, the hat on. But when I came in, I was due to come upstairs and maybe have a shower and have my lunch and then get ready for the podcast. And of course, as soon as I walked in, I don't know if you have the same uh, experience with your young fella, but my daughter will always ask for a lift at the most inopportune moment. Of course. Yeah. And so I walked in, I'm like, I have my plan. I'm like my lunch, maybe have a shower, get ready. And then I have loads of time. And I walked in the door. I said, can I have a lift? And uh, it's like, it's like as if, well, what the fuck would you be doing? Like yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. I have things to do. I have places to be. They're very important to me. What else would you be doing other than giving me a lift? Yeah. Like the one, even though I did actually have plans and I had to record the, the podcast, I was like, I was like, I'm doing fucking nothing. That's, but that's exactly what I want to do. Nothing. <laughs> Thank you very much. But no, I, uh, in fairness to her, she said, can you give me a lift? And I said, well, I need, as long as I'm back in the house for, for four to talk to Mike and I made my lunch and brought it in a big she drove there because she's learned how to drive so she drove to her friend's house and I drove back I was, to, I was able to eat my lunch in the passenger seat of the car I was munching on a massive big salad in a big plastic bowl in the passenger seat uh, just trying to trying to get my shit together so I'd be back in time and fed for the podcast so there you go that's that's my story it's a late lunch though I don't eat till late, Mike. I, I have this thing that I don't eat breakfast. I, my first meal of the day will be my lunch. Um, and you're probably getting to know me. I'm quite weird in some ways. I get on these, I get these notions. And then, so at the moment, my my thing, mm. I go through these things. Uh, my, mo- the, my thing at the moment is not eating until lunchtime. And I push lunchtime out for as, as late as I can. So it could be two o'clock, three o'clock. And my first meal of the day would be a big, Big, I have a big plastic mixing bowl. <laughs> I throw in a bag of um, spinach, uh, a lot of pickles, a lot of tomatoes, cucumber, anything I can find that is whatever salad, throw it all in, a lot of oil, a bit of balsamic, and that's my lunch. And so I know that I've got my five, six or seven a day done, over, bish, bash, bosh, job done. And then, and then I'll, I'll probably just kind of eat pretty much not what I want, but 
I'll go mad then afterwards. It doesn't matter after that once I've had a good, uh, a good, good lunch, you know. Yeah. And you, what what time would you eat dinner? Um. Well, dinner is a movable feast. You know, we could have like last night we had dinner watching the toy show. So we just had some we kind of had like tapas. So we just made some prawns and some chips and some bits and pieces, a bit of chiapata and just kind of laid it out on the table. And we just people just picked away at it, you know, wow. um, we don't really sit. Uh, I could I could sometimes for dinner have a bowl of fruit and fiber. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think that's very good for you. No, no, there's nothing, nothing I do really is good for me necessarily. Um, I have. But hey, whatever gets you through the night, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. What do you, <laughs> let's just, let's just, let's just ask each other what we, get, what we have for dinner. I got those. We, we always have the same thing on a Saturday night. A, a nice pasta dish. You always have pasta on Saturday night? Yeah, Always. Um, do, you have, it, do you have set set dishes for set days of the week? No, only Saturday. And why is Saturday night like pasta dish night? Because pasta it's dish for pasta dish for me is Tuesday night, where I just make a big thing of pasta and sauce. That's a Tuesday night dish when you don't want to, you don't, you're not spending the money on meat, you know. Yeah, I mean we don't eat meat anyway, but we just have the really nice tomato sauce that Jimmy makes from scratch. Okay. And then we add some cheeses to it later on and stuff like that. We let it simmer on top of the, we have a big stove in the front room. And we, yeah. let the, we let it just sort of sit on that and simmer away all day and sort of feed it if it gets a bit dry with nice red wine. And then oh, yeah. sort of have it in, in some pasta later on. Yeah, but that's that's the only sort of meal we're kind of tied to. It's one of those things. But obviously you know? this is, that's this sauce is, you know, that's your family sauce or whatever. That's your special. Yeah. You, you look forward to that then. Yeah, and we would have that on Christmas Day. If we get away with it, I'd have it on Christmas Day. Yeah, to be honest with you, it sounds lovely. And I need to start doing that because I'll make my pasta sauce and I invariably leave it too late. And I'm like, that needs another fucking, that needs another hour of simmering. Um, so I must try that to do the pasta sauce. Like, I presume, yeah, this- I presume Jamie gets it ready at lunchtime or something, does he? He does, but you don't have to. You can make this one. You can make, all you have to do is have to heat it through. It's just like literally um, a tin of tomatoes with some garlic and sort of herbs and spices and a bit of chili and a bit of red wine, a bit of uh, tomato puree. Yeah, but it's it's in the cooking. It's the, it's the, it's the simmering. That's where you get the the sugars and the, and the, you know, and the goodness. It, it does develop flavors. I'm not going to lie to you, but you can make it from scratch, like five minutes to go and just put it on a pan for five minutes to heat it through and it's job done. You don't have to actually cook it. Oh, no, it's got to be. I, I like the idea. Oh, I like the way no. you described it simmering away there on the on the hob for the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so, think... you know, listen, I had somebody get in touch with me last week. Oh, yes. Their, uh, this is ex- yeah, this yeah. exciting. Do you know this Isn't person? It? Do you know this person? I do. Um, her name is Bridget, and uh, Mor- the lovely. Uh, I was going to say good morning, Bridget, because I'm, I'm still used to being on the breakfast show. Hello, Bridget. Yeah, she lives um, up in North Clare, and she literally waits uh, for you to put your podcasts out on a Monday night and listens to everything back to back. She loves it. 
Oh wow! Thanks, um, Bridget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's um, yeah, she she loves you. I don't know why, but anyway, really <laughs> love this. And she's actually a professional cook, so she's probably going to enjoy this one. Oh. Um, but we were talking about phrases last week and stuff, and um, she says, uh, "My pet hate is um, when somebody says, don't you know? Sure, sure you know yourself.' And it's like, no, I don't." <laughs> Is it the? I'm uh, asking you. How are you? Sure, you know yourself. No, that's why I'm asking you. Is it? Uh, it's that's very Cork, isn't it? Do you know? 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 Sean Og to Sean Og or Halpine was a great man for the. Do you know? Do you know? We 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 went out there with fifteen players. Do you know? Sorry, that was a bit of a mixture of Kerry and Cork, but. Do you know? So, what's her specific? What is the specific thing that that bothers her? Do you know? Is it? Do you know? Yeah, it's um, my penny is don't you know? So don't if somebody know. says, "Oh, don't you know?" And and that all around that sort of I was speaking to her, and she was you know um, around that sort of whole kind of um, uh, you know yourself, you know how are you? I'm sure you know yourself. But this does not come back to what we were talking about with the development. It does the evolution of the of Ireland Irish English. Hiberno English or whatever it's called. Uh, do, like if if the peeler stopped you on the road and he said, "Where are you going?" and you might say, "Well, you know yourself." You know? <laughs> Ashley, you know yourself. Yeah, I think it is. It's a big sort of decoy. The whole totally. thing is a decoy. Nobody actually commits to anything. Nobody knows what anyone's doing at any given time. No, because because if they did, they'd be living in your ear. Oh, yeah. Those people, those people over there, they'd be living in your ear and they'd rent out the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd buy and sell you. <laughs> he'd buy and sell you. <laughs> We're very, see, it's, we, we like to work in vague, is vagary is the right word? Yeah, yeah. Or are there people that live in the street? They're vagrants. Uh, uh, we like everything, we like to keep everything nice and vague. I think that's what, what, we're, what we're getting at here. Yeah. And I'm sure if you listen back to our conversation, it is relatively vague. We've we've discussed nothing really apart from my uh, misery. We we, we uh, found out that you hate Christmas, but you don't really. You feel that Christmas hates you, and actually, you love Christmas, and you're doing your best. You're working hard. You're doing your best. You're giving out the presents. You're fucking busting your balls to do Christmas right, and Christmas is not given back to you. And that's where it's, I think that's where it's coming from. That's why you yeah. hate. That's why you hate Ryan Tuberty. <laughs> Where did that go? <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. That's, that's a big bomb. I don't hate anyone. I think I hate know. is a big word. <laughs> <laughs> I like to throw in the things that aren't true just to, you know. Um, will I read out a message that I got? Oh, yeah, do. Yeah. Hi, Keith and Mike. I hope oh. you and the family are keeping well. I presume he means your family. I hope he doesn't think that we're a family. What if he thinks that Maybe we're a couple? Yeah, listen, we could be. Keith and Mike, I love those guys. And they have kids. He hates Christmas. The other guy doesn't. Oh, they're so cute. They're like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> the odd couple. One, uh, one is dressed all the time for their dog gear. <laughs> he, he wears his hat inside. Um, He's the cookie one. <laughs> the, other guy, the other guy Googles on the jacks. Oh yes. What do you think about that? I, I think I'd say, I, yeah. I, I, um, Go on. Tell the listeners. 
Jesus, I, I, my day, don't, don't even. You don't have to get into the specifics of it. I wouldn't say, but but you can if you want. I mean, you do, no, 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 no. Do what you want. The, the the specifics of the the situation were, um, we we run a business from this house and we run a website for that business, and for anybody listening out there, why do websites have to be so fucking difficult to manage? Everything about them is fucking difficult, um, and they go out of their way to make it difficult. Can I just say that I signed up to Squarespace and pay them a few quid for the annual light, whatever it's called. I haven't fucking managed. Like I had one day where I tried to work it out and I haven't gone back to it yet and I've no website. So yeah, I totally fucking, I'm totally down with what you're saying there. Ridiculous. I set up this website um, and I put a bit of commerce thing on it, an add-on. You can get these plugins and, mm. you know, and I set up this and set up that and set up the other. And then it, it I, I started sort of working a bit more full-time away from the house and not being able to do with it. Yeah. So we gave it to a consultant. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's just like yeah, well yeah i gotta write a bit of code for this and a bit of code for that no you don't you just fucking you just google it and it tells you what to do but i had you know it, it's not it, it isn't rocket science but they make it rocket science and by by adding a few word lines of code or whatever to it they make it completely unusable for the normal man on the street mm. it should be like just downloading an app and adding the app to the thing so i had to go away this afternoon from the computer because i get i get you know when you're dealing with technology i don't know yeah. if you get this it's a thing i get my, my throat gets sore i oh. get so tense when things don't start working i kind of get a headache dry throat and i just know right i have to go away so i went on the uh toilet i don't want to do <laughs> it's. I could just imagine the ad is like sore throat, dry skin, dry mouth, feeling a bit tense. <laughs> Why not have a poo? Oh, you, shit. Right. So you went to the jacks <laughs> to sort yourself out. My phone with me, and I just thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Google it because normally Google is fantastic. They it leads you to a website where some twelve-year-old in Wisconsin is going. I've done exactly this, and this is what <laughs> we do. And I say, you just do this and do that, and they show you what to do. Yeah. And there it was. The answer was there in the first click of a button. Whilst on the toilet, it was the relief. There was relief on so many <laughs> levels. Um, but I think we should now call it poogling. Oh, I love it. I, 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 don't I, think, I, I think that's a thing. Yeah, but I don't think it's been like I don't think like if I was to Google po <laughs> Google Poogle, Google Poogling. Yeah, don't Google it. If you Google Poogle, there'll some other fucker will take the name and have the domain of poogle.ie. Yeah, no, there's no po poogling doesn't seem to be a thing. I think you've made something up. Wow. Oh maybe. Oh. A, don't go don't go to images yeah, I'm not, I'm just not, sitting on a damn shit yeah, I'm, not, I'm not googling it that's it poogling I like it Mike I like it I'll give it to you um, yeah okay so, so what did this person say sorry I, I cut across you there no you didn't you, no, this is the nature of the, of the conversation just want to drop you a line to say how much I am enjoying your new podcast series I look forward to each episode and find it reassuring that we all have stuff in life that we go through and need to deal with. 
You're getting a great lineup of guests for it. Your voice and quirky ramblings are very calming. And as I listen to it with headphones, it feels like you're in the room just chatting. Isn't that lovely? This guy's really nice. This guy's a teacher. He says, I've started playing snippets of them to the club. I don't think he'd be playing snippets of this one, Mike. I have a feeling. <laughs> so, guys, okay, class, calm down. It's called Poogling. Stop laughing now. Mike has named it Poogling. Everybody relax. There's nothing funny. Stop snickering down the back. Uh, I've started playing snippets of them to the in class for the kids, and they love them. And uh, that was from uh, Jason Cotter, who is, as far as I can tell and remember and know, if, I, if I'm right, he's in, I think he's in Galway. Wow. Good man, Jason Cotter. I get a good few emails, to be honest with you, Mike, and uh, a lot of them praising your, uh, your storytelling abilities. You're doing your fuck. You've never mentioned that before. <laughs> No, I've, well, it's because you've never said, oh, I got a message from, and uh, so I've, I've never said it. But uh, yeah, a lot of people really like, uh, say, I love Mike. He, he's great at telling a story. Uh, let me read this one. Have I read this one? Out? Oh, yeah. So um, I think I read this one out in an intro, so the one I put out on Thursday from Mary Greenwell. And she was saying she's 73 and she's on, uh, she's on the Channel Islands. Well, uh, she's on Jersey and uh, she's 73. So she was thinking, was she the only. Was she the oldest listener and the only listener on listening on Jersey? That was her uh, her question. Oh, so um, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there again. I think my dad does listen, and I know my mom do do does, does listen. So you might not be the oldest, but you're certainly she's probably definitely the only one from the from Jersey. I'd say so. Yeah, she list she tuned in because she's a big fan of Baz, who I interviewed, oh, and yes. then yeah. she she heard the interview with Baz, liked it. And uh, so then she started listening to more. So she's on catch up. Um, Alice listens in Kinsale. She's an OG. Do you know what an OG is, Mike? Um, no. So I coined this phrase for the podcast, an OG, an original listener. Because in my intros to some of the other podcasts, I've been saying this podcast is about to take off. It's going to be huge. Right? It's going to take over the world. <laughs> so I've been getting people to email me that they're, if, they're, if they've listened in 2020, email me and let me know. And we put a list of OGs together, so original listeners. Oh, and, it's like o -O OG. Yeah, I what, know it should be OL, but look, the OG. You know, <laughs> you know when hip-hop people say, I'm the OG. No. I'm the original. No. no. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Um, okay, hang on a second. One more. Have I another one here? Oh, yeah. Did I say, Alice is listening in cell. I said that already. So she's an OG. So people who've listened and started listening in 2020 are the OGs. We love the OGs. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've got a few OGs. Um, John, Pardy, Connor, and uh, Bridget are my OGs. Okay. Uh, Keith, another Keith. Yes. Yes, someone else decided to call their child Keith. I know you probably find it hilarious, but it is a very cool name. Uh, Keith Matthews says, uh, nice one, Keith. Oh, no. Sorry. I, that was his message when he messaged me back. Um, he's enjoying the, the podcast. Thanks for the podcast. I haven't missed an episode. Keep up the good work. And that's Keith from Cork City, who probably says, do you know, do you know, at the end of his sentences, do you know? Uh, do you know? And, and do, you know, do you know who I do like? Um, let's on, be yeah. positive, actually. Let's turn this around. Okay, come on. We can um, finish on a high. Let's get <clears throat> let's get stoned and finish on a high. I, I love... Um, is his name Oliver Callan? 
Yeah, and Oliver Callan. Yeah, he fills in for Ryan sometimes. Let's just not mention Ryan. Okay. Why so, do you uh, hate? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're finishing on a positive. Hang on. Oliver Callan, Callan's kicks. Yeah. Um, he's obviously just started doing. He does a really good Boris Johnson. He does a really good um, a number of the BBC uh, broadcasters. He does um, really, he does really, really good Trump. And um, he does a very good Trump. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and um, the sports guy on RTE, uh, Des Cattle. Oh, Des. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, he's phenomenal. Um, and the woman he has on is very good as well. But he's just starting to do Brendan O'Connor. You know, Brendan O'Connor, the the fella. Yeah, Actually, Brendan. The, yeah. The, Yes, the, he's got a big lobe as well, a frontal lobe. I think we were talking about Donald Callahan last week who had a big lobe. Yeah. So this could be a cork lobe thing. It could be a cork lobe thing, yeah. He's an impressive man as well. Very tall, uh, Brendan O'Connor. Yes. Very tall, impressive man. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely figure. Yeah, well-dressed, always well-kitted out. Very dapper. Well-turned him. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. dapper. Nice hair, sort of rockabilly-ish. Comes across as a bit of a dick, but actually very nice. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I quite like him. I quite like his interviewing style. But he was, um, your man Callan obviously picked up. There was something uh, when I was listening to Brendan O'Carroll that I couldn't, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But come here and I ask you, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, oh. I nearly cried the other night listening to it. Brilliant. I think the yeah is spot on. That's yeah, yeah. You see, that's the that's the skill. That's the is finding that word mm. and and just repeating it. And that's that's you're in. You're in once you've got that. Yeah, that's so see, there good. is something I like. See, there are things that there are things that Mike likes. I think that if there's one thing we've learned from this podcast is Mike does like some things. Uh, one yeah. thing he like Mike likes a thing. I think is what we've learned. Um, we never got to talk about uh, Barry Manilow's drummer. Oh, Jesus, we'll have to leave that till the next time. Shit, uh, I was really hoping to get around to it this time. Um, and listen, Maybe Mike, we'll do that for Christmas. Oh, that could be a Christmas special—the Barry Manilow's drummer story. I'd like that because it could be little drummer boy. Yeah, <gasps> Barry Manilow's yeah, drummer. Yeah, you know, yeah. Christmas themed. I think we maybe we'll do the Barry Manilow's drummer for a Christmas special. We could do a Christmas special that we put out on Christmas Day. You could talk about how much you hate Christmas. Tell us the Barry Manilow's drummer story. And, yeah, we could uh, do one for all the hungover deaths. Yeah. If you're feeling miserable, tune in. Yeah, stick on the stick on the new headphones you just got for Christmas and ignore yeah. the family for an hour and listen to us. Um, yeah, put those earbuds in that are really uncomfortable, and one is going to fall out when you're going to lose it. So you're going to be walking around like a tool with just one for the rest of your life. I think this podcast could just become Mike giving out about shit, <laughs> which I, which I didn't I, mean. I never mean to do what I I'm do. interested, Mike. I'm interested, and it's good therapy for you as well. Mike, have you thought about meditation? I've done, I've done meditation. Do you meditate every day? No, do I fucking waste mm. of time. <laughs> I fucking hate meditation. I hate meditation. Ryan Tuberty, fucking Christmas and earbud, <laughs> ear head. What are they called? Ear pods. Like, what a thing to hate. That's a stress. Like, you'd really have to fucking 
you know, you're really looking for things to hate there. I know. Well, people are just fucking invented things these days for fucking no reason, aren't they? The Not best thing, words. the best thing that was invented is, so you've got your, you've got your old traditional iPhone or phone headphones that plug in, that mm. have jacked, they've got a wire that connect, you know, they're, they're wired up. Yeah. And then they come out with these wireless ear pods that just pop into your ears. And I quite like them. And I'm, I'm lucky because they fit into my ear and they stay there. So it, 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 they don't work for a lot of people. But the best invention I've seen since is, have, have you seen this? It's a wire that clips onto your, clips onto the, the little ear pods so you don't lose them. So it's basically just what you had beforehand. Because where I work, I'm forever finding one. Yeah. You know, and it's just like people wear them and they walk or they run and whatever. And they're supposed to beep, aren't they? If they're sort of away from, if they lose the Bluetooth signal, if they drop out of your ear, it's supposed to go. Beep, 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 beep. If you're just if, listening to music. If one drops out of your ear, it should stop. Like the other one just stops yeah. playing. Uh, and I'd say that probably happened, but they just couldn't find where it landed maybe or something. Uh, but then some people could be running and not, you know, say for instance, you're so podcast, you're running, you keep going, you don't bother putting on something else. You just you just yeah. leave them in your ear. They mightn't have noticed that way. I did see an ad somewhere. I think it might have been shared on social media, but somebody on uh, on one of these buy and sell sites was selling mm. was selling one. So they'd so basically <laughs> they'd lost one. So it was good enough, and they they wrote in the ad handy for someone with one ear. Which, yeah. like, which is fairly obvious. You don't need to say that, that it would be handy for someone with one ear, you know? And um, it's been pre-worn, like, so you could have, like, bits of their wax in the little holes. Yeah, I'm sure you could clean that out with a bit of, get an old disinfectant wipe or something like that. Yeah, but you, those little holes, when you, when you clean them, you're kind of pressing the wax in, so you're compressing it, you know? Uh, yeah. I maybe think I overthink these things. Yeah, I think I'm more interested in the fact that they were trying to sell this to to the maybe the very small percentage of the population that might have one ear. Yeah, mm. or have lost the other one. What else did we not get to talk about there, Mike? Because I know you you gave me a list. We got to poogling. We got to how much you hate Christmas. Uh, how much you hate uh, Neil Young. Got that done. <laughs> I hate Ryan Tuberty done. I didn't um, say I hate Ryan Tuberty. <laughs> sorry, I'm just annoying you now. Um another use of the oh yeah, sorry, the COVID. The word the you because you, you said a while ago you said the Christmas. I was gonna pick you up and the Christmas, yeah, yeah. I would you say said, the Christmas. You see, when you were saying this to me, I was like, but that's fine to say the Christmas, or I don't know if I'd said the yeah. COVID. Well, you said the Christmas dinner as well. The, the Christmas, Christmas dinner. I would say the Christmas dinner, yeah. And I'd say the mass. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the COVID. The COVID. Uh, have you been tested for the COVID? The other <laughs> yes, thing is, yes, the other the thing is uh, putting the word S onto the ends of things. Have you noticed this? So people will uh, say, uh, like, like Guinnesses is one of them. A few oh, Guinnesses, yes. Uh, a few Guinnesses uh, or Tesco's. Yeah, or pennies. Pennies, Tesco's, Lidl's, or Aldi's. Yeah, Aldi's. The... In, in our house, we have a shopping list, and um, there are certain things you can get in certain places. Yeah. And there's one for Aldi's, 
which is L D E S. Yeah. And then there's Liddles. <laughs> and if they can be got in both, it's Lidaldises. Lidaldises. Yeah, Lidaldises. And then you've got Dunzes. Yeah, Dunzes. And yeah. Tesco's. Tesco's. And then Pennies. <laughs> and if you're really posh, yeah. we say we're going to Juness. Oh, yes. San yeah. Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike. I think we leave it there because I think we, we ended on a positive by, we did. Gi- by giving out about something kind of, but in a positive way. But positives. Which is nice. The podcasts. I, I have to go and make the dinners. I might just make a book. Bo- oh, the thing I never, uh, we, we never got to talk about was, uh, um, what was it I, I said? I'm lucky. I'm, I'm lucky I'm still married ever since. Dot, That's, dot, dot. We need to work on that and do it next week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I think, you know, I'm lucky I'm still married. I'm lucky I'm still alive because. I'm lucky I'm still married don't. because, yeah, I've got a few good Maybe ones. some of the OGs or OLs or whatever you call them. Mm. The OGs. 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 The OGs. Might come up with the things to say, I'm, I'm lucky I'm still married. Or in a relationship with X, because because dot, I did dot, something dot. terrible and I yes. can't believe I did it. Yeah. yeah, but no, like weird shit, like affairs or you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Anything goes. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Give us the dirt. The whole point of this. <laughs> I've just been talking about googling while having a shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. That. Give me the. Give us the good shit. You're right. You're right. Um. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And the email address is keithwalshpod at gmail. Com. And we are now part of the ACAST network, which is nice. I I don't know if you noticed, Mike, but I put on, I threw on a podcast. I think it was our chat last week. I threw it on the car and an ad came on at the start. Oh, um, it was like a COVID ad. So kind of like it just made the whole thing seem really official. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I was my... who, who was who was doing the voiceover? Was it Ray Cuddy? I don't. It could have been. I've interviewed Ray. Did, did I tell yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, well, I yeah, I, I kind of no, I didn't know you had done. Yeah, but, it's done. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for setting that up. And it was really good, really interesting, fascinating guy. And we had a great yeah, chat about yeah. how actually American hip hop has had a huge influence on Irish culture today, and you won't guess how. Wow, I literally yeah. can't wait because I know he's a really interesting man. It was he. He actually, I was. I loved chatting to him. It was really good. And for anybody who doesn't know, he's Moonshore Ray from. Was it was what was the school called? Was it school hub or just school? Yes, the uh, the RTE school hub. They set it up um, during, during the first lockdown. The lockdown during the COVID. The lockdown for the COVID, and he's the teacher. You're allowed to say that. That's okay. Um, the lessons. Uh, he uh, he's fascinating. Yeah, Muntore. I love talking to him. So thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And you know, if anybody's listening and they want to, you know, they want to recommend someone to have on, we're open. Yeah, we will chase them. We will hunt them down. We'll hunt them down and kill them. Have I gotten anybody recently that I, I'm looking forward to chatting to? Uh, comedian Alison Spittle is somebody who I will be talking oh, yeah. to in the next few yeah. days. Um, looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, now I'm just talking, waffling. We could just end the podcast. Um, so listen, man, uh, enjoy your pasta sauce. I will. And Enjoy your post salad poo. Say hi to the family. I'm why 
I don't poo. Of course you don't. And if you did, I say it doesn't stink. It doesn't. And on that note, yeah. Good luck. Enjoy. Should I drink tonight, Mike? Do you think? No. Okay. Shit. Let's hope you say yes. <laughs> I thought you'd done that experiment. I'm going to be dry for the rest of my life. Two weeks ago. I'm going to keep doing the experiment for the rest of my life, basically. <laughs> Okay, that's it. That uh, was me chatting to my friend Mike, and what a lovely chat we had. Really enjoyed that one. Um, and maybe someday we'll get to hear about your man, Strummer. Whatever, can't even remember now. Uh, Christmas Day, Christmas Day special. Apparently, it's going to be Barry Manilow's Drummer. Finally. Um, yeah, thanks, Mike, as always. Um, as I said, I don't. He was kind of grumpy. He, said, he told me he messed me he said I'm a bit grumpy today but I think we turned it around and we both ended up in good form Um, I was buzzing after that chat which is great it's good to talk you know good for the head lads I actually went for a walk with a f- my friend Peter Lane on Sunday uh, yesterday and we walked around the curra and we walked and talked a uh, bit of bitching, bit of walking. Um, and it was good. It was great. Fresh air. Good old moan. Good old bitch. Put the world to rights and uh, felt better afterwards. So I would recommend it. Not necessarily going for a walk with my friend Peter Lane, but with our friend. Give him a shout. Say, do you want to go for a walk? Men don't tend to do that kind of thing, you know, as much as the ladies. They're better at it. But uh, hi, Finn. Are you all right? Yeah. I'm just recording. You're not going to, you're not, should you not be in bed? Just yeah, go on. Ask yeah, you no. can ask me. It's okay. No. Okay, I'll pause it. Hang on a second. Yeah, there you go. Uh, sorry, I was just, uh, my son wanted to ask me a question, a private question about um, going to the skate park. So there you go. Um, anyway, yeah, thanks to Mike. Can't remember what I was saying there. Oh yeah, go for go for a walk with a friend. That's my recommendation. Let me know how you get on. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can email me. It's keithwalshpod at gmail dot com. Uh, let me know if you're if you're an OG, like an original listener. If, if you're listening and it's still twenty twenty, let me know. I'll put you down on the OG list, and we're hoping to do some live podcasts at some stage. So, if you want to be included in that and notified about stuff like that, I haven't really figured out how I'm going to do it. I haven't really thought it through, but anyway, sure, send me an email to keithwalshpod at gmail.com and uh, I just want to make sure I have all the OGs, all the people that were listening in 2020. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Give us an L5 star rating. Uh, you can give do a written, a written review as well. All these things help the podcast uh, promote, get it up to the top of the charts and if it gets to the top of the charts, more people see it, more people listen to it, and that's how that works. Um, so that's all the housekeeping I think I have. Let me just try and think. Is there anything else? No. No, there's nothing else. That's everything. Of course, I'll remember. As soon as I finish, I'll remember. I'll remember something else. Um. Oh, yes. there. I've added it... Um, a sort of a, I don't know what it's called, but Acast have a contributors, you can contribute to the creators, 
to the people to to the podcast basically there's a link there wherever you get your podcast in the description there's a link where you can if you want now the podcast is free to everybody and will remain free to everybody but if you can afford it and you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to throw us a few quid towards uh, the podcast and all the bits and pieces we need and and, and all that stuff uh, to help out that would be great uh, thank you very much and you know it can be five or ten or whatever it doesn't have to be it's a one-off payment it's not a you don't, you're not signing up for anything so if you enjoy a podcast you can go in throw us a few quid and uh, it all it'll all go to help the podcast and uh, and help us grow uh, which is which is what we'd like to do uh, so thank you very much for listening anyway thanks for your support if you can't afford to pay any money don't uh, it's just that if you have a few quid to spare and you want to buy it give us the price of a few cups of coffee would be really really uh, great thank you very much uh, okay I've got to go and uh, get this up um, and that's it and then go to bed a lot on this week a lot on anyway talk to you soon hopefully you're well keep well stay well and look after yourself and as in look after yourself get out get a bit of fresh air make sure you're keeping on top of your mental health um Okay, good night, or good day, or have a lovely lunchtime, depends on when you're listening to this. Sorry.